This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 656. When Grief's Second Wave Hits You by Shelby Forsythia of shelbyforsythia.com. Hello, everybody. I am your host, Greg Audino, wishing you a happy Monday. Speaking of which, I am here from Monday to Friday each week, reading content to you to help you optimize your relationships, just in case you forgot. Uh, Today, I am excited to share a post by Intuitive Grief Guide Shelby Forsythia on what you can do when you realize that grieving isn't an event, but an experience. So. Let's get into her post and start optimizing your life. When Grief's Second Wave Hits You by Shelby Forsythia of shelbyforsythia.com Society likes to tell us that grief is a one-and-done event, that after the funeral or after the first year or after time heals all, we'll miraculously be over our grief. We won't feel pain or heartache or nostalgia anymore. But grief doesn't work that way. Grief is not an event, it's an experience. And living with loss means living with grief, making room in your life to interact with grief, especially when you least expect it. There's a phenomenon in the world of grief that I like to call the aftershock. Some people call it the second wave, some people call it the other shoe dropping, some people call it regrieving. Whatever you call it, I can define it for you like this. The feeling of your loss happening yesterday. You wake up one morning or you're driving home one night and all of a sudden you're hit with this massive wave of sorrow or loss or pain or longing. However grief shows up for you, it shows the hell up and totally blindsides you. That is the second wave. Why does the aftershock occur? Our brains are not capable of processing all the consequences of grief all at once, especially in sudden or unexpected deaths, but in all grief in general. We process what we can handle in the first go-round, when we get the first news, and then we process the rest later. The aftershock is the later. It's literally our brains processing what's left of our grief, and sometimes it's a lot. When does the aftershock happen? The second wave can hit you two weeks after a loss, or two months, or two years, or two decades. Time is trivial to grief. And here's another point to note. The aftershocks of loss can keep happening across the course of your life. You may experience aftershocks as you hit milestones or grow older or find out new information about a loss. Grief is not a one-and-done event. I talked about an aftershock moment on my podcast If you've been following my story, you know that my fiancé and I broke up in May of 2017. 
I experienced a huge soul-flattening aftershock about a month later. When we broke up, there were a ton of things I grieved instantly. Obvious things like not seeing her anymore, not talking to her anymore, at least for a while, not being able to hold her or kiss her or sleep next to her at night. I grieved her dogs and her macaroni and cheese recipe and the smell of her clothes. I grieved all that. And I grieved our future. It being an engagement and all, I grieved the fact that we'd made a promise to each other that wasn't going to come true. I grieved disappointing our families and canceling wedding plans and dreams of our home together. I cried for the fact that in losing her, I lost my dreams of a home, life, and adventure with her by my side. That was the first wave, and boy was it a big one. Then I was hit by the aftershock. I woke up one morning, about a month after our breakup, and this voice in my head was shrieking, Remember all that stuff you lost? Here's the stuff you didn't remember the first time around. Have fun. And I was totally blindsided. I grieved safety. I grieved the security of a stable partner and the promise of being taken care of by somebody besides myself. I grieved the long train trips I took to see her when we were apart. I cried because I'm supposed to be getting married soon, and now I'm definitely not. I cried because my life looked nothing like I thought it would. I grieved for big things, future milestones and meeting the extended family and being there when things get hard. I also grieved for small things like being called darling, biking and running together, and knowing that for each little piece of myself I poured into my business, she'd be there cheering me on. I woke up that morning and it was like the breakup had happened yesterday. I know you know this feeling. It was that intense, overflowing, suffocating feeling of everything being so close again, vividly remembering words and sights and smells, being stuck in this deep hole of, this is not my life, and knowing in reality, it most definitely was. What sucks about the aftershock is that most of the time, unless it's a holiday or a death anniversary or another special occasion, we don't expect it. So, what do we do as humans when the unexpected happens? We get pissed, we get angry, we allow ourselves to sink. We get stuck in the mindset of shame, all-consuming, forever, and that is dark, dark, dark. So, how do you cope when the second wave hits you? Press pause. Recognize the mess of emotions coming up as grief, as the aftershock, as in, oh, I'm not crazy, I'm not regressing, I'm not broken, I'm re-grieving. Forgive yourself. Gently remind yourself that grief is ongoing. You are not to blame for experiencing the aftershock, and you are most definitely not broken. Tell yourself, grief is an experience, not an event. Forgive yourself for not being able to control how, why, where, and when grief shows up in your life. It's okay. It really is okay. Acknowledge your feelings. Now that you've identified what's happening and forgiven yourself for feeling bad for feeling bad, oh yeah, big grief myth, don't feel bad. Sort out exactly what feelings are coming up for you. You can do this internally or write or speak it out. Giving words to specific feelings is an incredibly powerful healing tool. Here are some examples. Dear Cancer, I'm still p***ed at you for making it so that I can't taste anything. I really wanted to have a better time on this trip with my family. you. Dear ex-husband, I can't believe that we weren't still married when our daughter got married today. I had to watch you walk her up the aisle 
and then go sit with your new wife. It's still so surreal to me that we aren't together anymore. It's a really hard day. Dear Zoe, Today is the day we got you from the shelter just last spring, and it's so hard to get out of bed sometimes without you standing in the doorway waiting to be fed. I miss you. Do what you need to do to cope. Rant to some friends, go off the grid, watch a movie, read a book, make some artwork, take a walk, whatever works for you. But do not complete this step until you acknowledge your feelings in step three. If you skip from step one to step four, your coping is just distracting, and the feelings brought on by the aftershock stay put in your body, mind, and spirit. Not good. Rinse, repeat, repeat again. Use this every time you're faced with the second wave of grief, big or small, holiday or everyday. It's an incredible way to be there for yourself when you're regrieving. No matter what you do to deal with the aftershock of grief, it's still hard and it's still scary. It gets easier, not with time, but with practice. When you really think about it, it would be ridiculous for us to not continue to grieve for our loved ones, relationships, pets, jobs, homes, and dreams. They're such vital parts of who we are and how we shape ourselves in this world. When they go, there's a hole left. And because all relationships are 100% unique, there's nothing that can ever take the place of them. That's worth grieving. Aftershocks remind us that grief stays with us for the long haul. They remind us that it is up to us to lean into our feelings and continue the work of exploring our relationships to ourselves and others. Feeling a loss again and again and again and again, is just another reminder that we still grieve through our growth. And through our grief, we are growing. You just listened to the post titled, When Grief's Second Wave Hits You, by Shelby Forsythia of shelbyforsythia.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And a big thanks to Shelby for that post. A lot of uh, truly important reminders in there. So to me, I feel as though when we hear these things, we equate them to ourselves. We relate completely and thus are able to take it easier on ourselves. So today, I challenge you guys to keep the same thing in mind for other people. When others are struggling, Try to understand that it's a process for them. Don't try to shake some sense into them. Don't discard them. Don't assume they aren't doing anything to get better. Be patient with them and whatever it is that they're grieving that you may well know nothing about. Healing takes time. It's not a, it's not a snap of the fingers, so don't behave in such a way that makes people think it should or can happen quickly. Okay? On that note, I am going to say that's all for today. Don't forget to schedule in time for self-care, especially if you're going through something difficult like the grieving process. Thank you so much for joining me, and I will see you again tomorrow or talk to you again tomorrow, chirp at you again tomorrow, with a post on how to quit feeling jealous, where your optimal life awaits. <laughs>